please stand with me if you're able and join me in the call to worship. Oh, give thanks to God for all the goodness we are shown. God's steadfast love endures forever. We were once a wandering people, hungry and thirsty in a desert land. We cried to God and he delivered us, and we were led to a new land, rich in promise and harvest. We give thanks for God's steadfast love. God quenches the thirsty, fills the hungry, and leads us from the desert land to a harvest home.
Good morning and welcome to worship here as we gather on this Sunday before Thanksgiving, a time to lift our voices in songs of praise and also to uh, voice our prayers as we give thanks to the one who has created all that is and also continues to walk with us daily, blessing us and giving us direction step by step. Southside Baptist Church is here in the heart of Five Point South. We're a church that is building an inclusive community of grace, first in this community and then beyond, and a part of that is welcoming all of those who come into this place, both member and guest alike, as a child of God who has been called to follow and draw close to God and also to be instruments of peace, of love, and of grace in our own way. So we trust that today as you've come in, you've been warmly received, that the members that are here have welcomed those who are guests and that you have felt yourself at home here. We would like to ask that you would take the blue tablet at the end of each pew. You'll see that and just write your name in there if you will let us know that you're here, especially if you might be a guest. We want to know that uh, too. But uh, if there's other information, you can give us that as well, and that will help us know you a little bit better. For just a moment, we want to take time to pass the peace of Christ to greet one another by saying to them as we shake their hand, may the peace of Christ be with you. So if you would stand and make your way to those close by you or those across the way and speak those words to them. so nice that it's a sunny day today, a, uh, an appropriate type of weather for um, this kind of Thanksgiving week service beginning. We actually traditionally would sing the uh, Thanksgiving hymns, uh, you only get to really sing much once a year. Uh, but we, we had the opportunity, those of us who were here Wednesday night, we sang two of them. Uh, we have one more to go, so we, we get a repeat on these. It's not quite like Christmas uh, songs and things of that type that you sing quite a lot. Um, but uh, it is lovely to be here today in the house of the Lord, and we thank you for uh, um, being together and dedicating ourselves to thanking our God for all that we have, all that we are. Uh, it is a, a special week for uh, this country. I was mentioning to the choir beforehand that I heard on the BBC this past week, well, in this week of Thanksgiving, and I thought to myself, now, wait a minute. Uh, that's an American uh, holiday. This is a very American uh, celebration, and we're proud of it. Uh, so glad that you are here, glad that we can be thankful all week long and, in fact, every day of our lives. Before we sing that second great Thanksgiving hymn, may we go to the Lord in prayer. All praise and thanks go to you, 
our God and creator. We have little sometimes to show for ourselves when we come before you, but we know that all that we say and do is a gift of the life itself that you have given to us. For those that are here today and those that are traveling or working with other family or other friends, we say thank you, we praise you, we bless you for all of the gifts, but especially for the gift of our saving Christ, in whose name we pray this now. Amen. We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. May we stand as we sing together. A reading from Psalm 100, a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations.
Our second reading, the gospel reading today, is found in Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. And this is a a passage where Jesus is continuing to teach about the coming kingdom. And it is a part of this passage that really begins on his journey from Luke 9, 51, where he sets his face toward Jerusalem and begins that journey. This is another part of this passage as he, or this whole um, sweep of his journey to Jerusalem and of what he would face and what he hopes he will find when he returns. If you're able to stand for the reading of the gospel, please join me in doing so. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Everybody excited to be out of school for a couple of days. Now, the, these two guys were with me this morning. Let's see if you all probably know this story. We started talking about Thanksgiving, didn't we? Right? Right, Martin? What did we say? When do we celebrate it? What day of the week? Louder. Um, the fourth week of the fourth, the fourth week of November. The first, yes, the fourth Thursday. Has it always been that way? No, no. For a long time, it was just varied. And President Lincoln, remember President Lincoln? He said he w- we were going to make it the last Thursday of the month. And for whatever reason, it didn't quite. Whatever it happened, work out. So President Roosevelt declared the fourth Thursday. We're going to have five this month, aren't we? Right? Because next Thursday will be the end of the month. But nonetheless, Thanksgiving Day. Does anybody know where we can trace the Thanksgiving back to? The celebration? Yes, that's what we, we originally say. Of course, we do know that people celebrated something of this nature before then, but that's what we trace this back to. 
Now, I want to call everybody's attention. First of all, did you listen to the song that we first sang this morning? Come, ye thankful people, come. Raise the song of harvest home. Do you know what harvest is? What is harvest? Abigail. Exactly. When you start, you've grown a bunch of crops, and usually probably a farmer, right? And when you have to get out there and get those crops in and see that you have a nice harvest, okay? Look over here on the table, guys. Did you all notice this when you came up? Did you notice it? Does anybody know what that is? Your granddad told you it was good. So what did he tell you? called a cornucopia. comes from the Latin word, two words, cornu meaning horn, copia meaning plenty. So it's a horn of plenty. And we're pretty sure that there was some kind of decoration like this in the first, as we say, the first Thanksgiving. Notice what's in it. You have some what? Some plants, but what else? What else? An animal that they ate, right? Maybe some type of wild fowl. What is this over there, Martin? What do you see? Hair. So it's fruit, right? So the, the harvest was, the harvest were all of those things that, that the crop had. And those people, those pilgrims, were very, very thankful because when they first came here, their first year was very hard. They didn't have much. There was a drought. And so they prayed to God for rain, and it came, and they had a wonderful harvest. So they met to do what? To give thanks. Very good to give thanks to God for having this wonderful harvest. And so that is what we have our roots in. And people started celebrating, thanking God for all sorts of things. But we see that it's originally because people were thanking God that he had provided food for them to eat. And we have that nowadays, don't we? Does everyone... No, there are some people who don't, so we should remember to share. You know our church has a food bank, right? Have you ever been? No? Well, maybe sometimes. It's real early, but you, uh, and there are some people in the congregation here. Mr. Brent back there, he's in charge of it, but there are people in the congregation that come and help to give out food to people who don't have as much. And we should also remember to share that with everyone, right? And just as in the hymn we sang this morning, the, the hymn this morning was written by an Englishman named Henry Alford. 
And of course, he referred again to harvest, thinking about all the farmers there. Uh, even though it was in England, it eventually made its way to our country, and we sing it a lot at Thanksgiving. Okay? Now, I've got a little something for you guys. Remember I told you I was going to bring these back to you, and something else to go with it. I've got a couple for you, too. Abigail Millis. And you'll see in there, and you can remember when you have this right. Yours has got to be here somewhere. Jack, do you see your name on it? Let's see if that's yours. Leave it to the fumblingly. Adult here. <laughs> Can you see the one you want? It's here, Jack. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> there we go. Okay, guys. You'll notice in there that you have some fruit there. That'll remind you about harvest and what we're thankful for. Can we say real fast, can somebody name at least one thing that you're thankful for? Name me one thing you're thankful for. Family. Family, very good. Abigail? Very good, what are they? Shelter. Shelter, very good, and Martine has left us. <laughs> well, he got his goods and left, right? Okay, guys. Let's give thanks here. And should, should this be the only time that we thank God for things? No, but this is a special day when we can remember. And you can remember about the harvest and the bountiful things that we have. Okay? Let's have a little prayer before you go. Dear Heavenly Father, we come at this time of the year and we do celebrate and, and give our thanks for all of the bountiful blessings that you bestow upon us. Help us to remember that there are those who don't always share in this bounty and be giving to those. And may we ever give you thanks in our prayers each day for our dear Savior in Jesus Christ and for those things that you provide for us all year long. Bless these children and help us to always show them the way. In Christ's name. Thank you, Paul. Would you bow with me as we offer our prayers this morning? Loving and almighty God, we come before you as we gather here in your presence with hearts of thanksgiving and just filled and overflowing with gratitude. We know that you have blessed us, to, blessed us immensely that there are those that we see and recognize easily, and yet there are those that we take for granted and often fail even to thank you for. We ask, O oh Lord, that we could 
be those followers of Christ that would bring honor to you. We pray that you would guide us in bringing goodness to the world around us. Help us, Father, to look out into the world and see the world around us through your eyes, and may we not withdraw because of anxiety or fear, but rather to yield to your guidance, to trust in your protection, to help us as we seek to respond to the needs that are all around us. Oh Lord, help us to warm the lives of those around us with your love. And we know that as you call us to do that, we so often hesitate, wondering if they will love us in return as we share that love, if they will accept us and not reject us. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would help us as we go about our daily, <clears throat> daily lives with confidence and that it would be evidence by the joy that we experience and that others see in us. So often, though, Lord, we confess that we struggle with self-doubt. We wonder if what we do makes any difference at all. And so we come with an eagerness to know and to sense an affirmation of your calling and to know that as we give our lives, each one individually and collectively as a body, that we do so with a keen sense of your direction and the promise that you have made that you're always with us and you never will forsake us. Oh Lord, we need your presence. We need it as we seek to be the people you've called us to be. We need it as we seek to understand and to see all the many ways that you are actively at work <clears throat> in the world around us. As we think of this Thanksgiving day <clears throat> that is coming and we look with great anticipation <clears throat> of what that will mean to our lives and our families and how we can give expression to our faith through the celebration. May it be one that we remember. And Lord, now as we offer our prayers today, in a few moments of silence, would you hear those prayers that we offer silently? Our own prayer of confession for where we have erred. Our prayers of adoration. And to our prayers of thanksgiving as we remember the many, many blessings. Oh Lord, be with us as we seek to live out our lives faithfully, bringing honor to you. As we share our faith in the ways that we are able and in the places where you guide us. May we always remember that we represent you and that we carry with us your love and your peace within us. Hear us now, O oh Lord, as we, your children, pray, even as our Lord and Savior taught his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, this is Thanksgiving week, and I should say immediately that um, we have a lot to be thankful for, and you are all very concerned about the well-being of everyone around because we had three different people that were getting water because I was struggling with my throat, as many of you are also doing. You're having trouble with uh, this, all these uh, seasonal kind of ills that we seem to um, that crop up. So thank you, uh, all of you, who went, went about to seek to bring some relief. Today, as we think about Thanksgiving, as uh, Paul Hugh has already sort of brought you up to speed on everything, and we had a brief 
uh, history lesson on where Thanksgiving comes from and what it's about and what all it included and what all was there, it's good to be reminded of that. Because as we think about all that we, we do in our lives daily, we know that Thanksgiving is a few days away and it's going to include a gathering around a table with a lot of food. There'll be family and friends there. It'll be more like a feast. It might even be similar to that one that you've seen depicted in the Norman Rockwell uh, painting, Freedom from Want. And so it fits very well with the idea of the cornucopia coming from that horn of plenty. Sometimes the Thanksgiving can be an anxious time for us. We think about it and we're not sure of what all it's going to lead to. We hope it will be like the family that is pictured in that, in that painting. Because if you look at it, if you've ever seen it, everyone is there and they're all excited. There's smiles on their faces from ear to ear. They're excited to be with family. And it gives every impression that there's going to be a, an event that day of food, lots of food, and fellowship with family. And it's going to be this harmonious uh, event that lasts all day and well into the night. Sometimes that happens, but we can't always pull it off, can we? It is a day, though, that we look forward to. In fact, I think it's one of my favorite holidays because of the nature of it. We give thanks. It's a little bit slower paced, and people gather, and we spend time without a necessary agenda except for eating. And we can usually handle that kind of agenda. But it's hard to believe that it's on us again. You know, we go about our lives daily, we live out our lives fulfilling all of our responsibilities to our work, for those who are still working, or to your family, or to your community. And before long, those days turn into weeks, and the weeks turn into months, and a year has gone by. And it begs a question, what? Have we done with those days? Have we used them? In what way have we seen and lived out our faith in a way that is bringing goodness to, our, to the world around us, that sphere of influence that we all have, whatever it might be, wherever it might be? In what way are we living that out to help those around us? You know, there is that sense that everything we have and everything we are comes from God and we believe that but you know when we really begin to unpack that we have to begin at one place and that is that God owes us nothing but we go but we owe God everything now some don't believe that but I believe that that's a an element a foundational element of our faith that we believe that, that God really doesn't owe us anything. But everything we have, we owe to God. In our gospel text today, as I read, you know that, or remember that the 10 lepers were healed, one returned to give thanks. And of course, as Jesus phrases that when he asks, and where are the other nine? And is the only one that came back a foreigner, a Samaritan? the least likely to return and to offer such 
kind of things. You know, I have to wonder about that Samaritan because it seems as though he understood maybe on a deeper level what life was all about and what it meant to acknowledge those around you that we need to give thanks for, whether it be bringing water to us or maybe helping us during the week or teaching us. You know, when I think of Thanksgiving, I, I can go back and remember my family of origin when there were when I was only about Martine's age, there were six children in our family and my mom and dad, of course, and we sat around a table and until my little brother rooted me out, I had the, you know, I had the uh, preferred space there next to my mom, between my mom and dad on the corner of the table. But then I had to go to the other side of the table because in he came. Those memories are memories about family and about conversation, about offering prayers, about giving thanks to God, talking about those that are our extended family. In the years to come, yes, some of those members, as they as all do, began to grow up and go about their own lives and they go away. There was still always a gathering, sometimes with everyone there, but Still, we gathered, and we always, we always took time to make sure that thanks was offered, not just in a brief prayer, but to one another, too. It seems as though, in, in many ways, we have drifted away from some of that on a routine basis. Maybe we get back to it on Thanksgiving, but during the week, we go about our business, and we sometimes... Don't give thanks a lot, not much consideration because we sort of hold on to the belief that, well, you know, it's mine, I've done it, so therefore, God, thank you for what part you've done, but I've done most of it, seemingly. But our indebtedness to God is much more than that. Our indebtedness to God is that everything that we have, everything we are, is from God, and we should give and we should offer genuine thanks for that in ways that we can whether in words or in acts to others of kindness of goodness I think sometimes we're like the little boy who was given an orange by a nice man and his mother says to him what do you say to the nice man the little boy thought for a moment and then he handed it back to the man and he said peel it well, the idea is that he gives it, and we still want, it's not quite good enough. We want a little bit more. If you go back and read in Genesis 12 where God calls Abram, he calls him to follow him or to go to a place that he would show him, and he would make of him a great nation. And the purpose for that was to establish Abram's family and family lineage. Because through that, both Abram would be blessed and all nations would be blessed. It was rooted, though, in a decision to follow. We know the rest of the story. We know all the problems, all the pitfalls, all the, the failures of the Israelites through the years. And we know Abram had his own problem, problems along the way. But yet, there was a sense of going 
and of listening and believing that his blessing that he received was not just for himself, but it was for other people as well. There's a parable about a voyage, uh, a ship that was um, lost at sea, wrecked during a terrible storm, and there were only two men that were able to swim to safety. They swam to a small desert-like island. The two survivors, not knowing what to do, agreed that they had no other recourse but to pray to God. And what are you going to do when there's no other answer, right? However, they decided that in order to find out whose prayer was more powerful, that they would stay on opposite sides of the island and they would see whose prayers really had power. The first thing they prayed for was food. The next morning, the first man saw a fruit-bearing tree. It was on his side of the island, so he was able to eat fruit, but the other man's parcel remained barren. After some, get, after some days, the first man was lonely, and he decided to pray for a wife. The next day, another ship was wrecked, and only one survivor was a woman who swam to his side of the island, of course. Soon, the first man prayed for a house, clothes, and more food. The next day, out of nowhere, all of these were given to him. However, the second man still had nothing. Finally, the first man prayed for a ship that would come and take he and his wife from that island. They would move on. The next morning, well, you guessed it, there was a ship docked at the island. The first man boarding the ship with his, the first man boarded the ship with his wife and decided to leave the second man behind. His rationale was that the other man really wasn't worthy to receive God's blessings. I mean. None of his prayers had been answered. So as the ship was about to leave, the first man heard a voice from heaven booming. Why are you leaving your companion behind? The first man said, my blessings are mine alone. I was the one who prayed for them. His prayers were all unanswered, so he does not deserve anything. The voice was heard again. You're mistaken, the voice rebuked him. He had only one prayer that I answered. Tell me, the first man asked, what was this prayer that he prayed? He prayed, said the voice from above, that all your prayers would be answered. Now, that's a little parable that sort of demonstrates how, we, how our perspective on things can be so skewed and how we understand things from our own vantage point that is very myopic very self-centered, believing that we are at the very center of all, and it leads us to a, a selfish life that really believes that all that we receive is for us, us alone. And if someone else needs it, they can pray, and it will be granted to them as well. We don't know about the nine men healed of leprosy who did not return, they didn't, they went about their lives perhaps, and maybe they did a lot of good things. It's not our place to judge them. And also because God continually leaves the door open for, for people, for you and I to respond to circumstances around us, it takes us deeper, deeper in our understanding of 
what God is doing through us, in us, molding us, shaping us, taking us even in a deeper, to a deeper understanding of the grace of God. It can be summed up in a few words, I think, and that is that God invites us into a close and intimate relationship because God desires for us to be experiencing life to its fullest. But its fullest can't be understood and experienced just between us and God. It also relates or also involves our neighbors. And so God blesses, I believe, not only that we might have life and have it abundant, if you will, be guaranteed of life eternal and life presently with joy, but also that he blesses us to bless others. He blesses all of you with gifts. He blesses some that have the ability to know that somebody needs some water, and so they get up and go and get it. Or he convinces you that someone, he puts someone on your mind that needs some encouragement. Or maybe someone that needs some physical need met. Someone that needs prayers. Someone that may need some physical help. God blesses us to bless other people. J.R. Kraft was a committed follower of Christ. He was a member of the North Shore Baptist Church in Chicago. And he once said, I would rather be a layman at the North Shore Baptist Church than to run a major corporation. Well, he's going to bless a lot of us this week, at least through a roundabout way, because he was the one who was the, um, who started Kraft Foods. Philadelphia cream cheese, those kind of things, you know, that you eat this time of the year, all those all those good things we eat. He also was known for all of his uh, philanthropic contributions. He supported the Baptist church where he was a member. And he was a real strong proponent of religious education for young people. He provided for, at his death, for all of his money to be used in ways that would be and benefit other people, that would bless other people too. And while this is no exception, because there are many others that have done the same thing, you see how one person committing themselves to look at how God has gifted them, blessed them, motivated them, enabled them to do all sorts of things. We see it in all of our, and the talents that all of you have and the ways that you use those, and that's what God calls us to do. It's certainly not just giving of money. It is giving of our whole being. For as Paul wrote in Romans, to present our lives as spiritual sacrifices, that is our worship to God. May God help us as we seek to bless others through the ways and the many times that God has blessed us spiritually, physically, relationally. Would you pray with me, please? Loving Lord, we come before you with grateful hearts.
For this is a time of the year that it's easy to be thankful. But we ask, Lord, that you would help us to see around us, to look deep within our own lives and to allow you to cultivate within us a sensitivity to being willing to bless others as you bless us. We ask all these things, O oh Lord, in the precious name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. We come to a time of singing our hymn as we prepare to receive the offering, but it's not just a hymn that is perfunctory in nature. It is not only beautiful, but also it helps us to understand that it's a time for us to respond. And so today we think about where we are individually and we ask the question, you know, are we going to bless other people through the gifts we have, the blessings we have, the talents we have, or will we continue on? I pray that we will listen and as God guides us, we would, we would bless others through all of our blessings. Would you stand as we sing hymn number 371, Now Thank We All Our God.
please join me in prayer. Father, if we have gathered together to worship you, we know we have so much to be thankful for. And we know that everything we do have comes from you. Thank you for your gifts to us, both large and small, acknowledged, and those we don't even notice. Thank you for the opportunity to give back to you and let these gifts be used to further your kingdom. In Christ's name, amen.
Loving Lord, we bring these tithes and offerings into your house. We pray, O oh Lord, that you would bless them, and that as we use them for the ministry of this church, that they would be used to bless other people. In your holy name, I pray. Amen. Would you be seated for just a moment, please? Let me again welcome those who may be guests with us. There are a few around, and we would invite everyone, not only guests, to linger long enough in the narthex. We have a little reception there, some lemonade and some cookies there that would uh, um, that you can enjoy and also share again with our members here. So we'll do that as me immediately following worship. But then also a couple of announcements. Tomorrow evening is our deacons meeting at 6 o'clock. And so those of you who that affects, please be mindful of that. Tuesday morning, we don't have it on here, but we have our food bank at 6, 15, 6-ish. Um, Tuesday morning and this particular week is the week that we will be uh, distributing turkeys to those uh, families that are in the involved in our food bank program here so if you'd like to come and be a part of that just be here around 6 a.m. and um, Brent will be there won't you Brent Bonnie will be there Bonnie will be there and others too so you come if you're able to and, and uh, participate in that uh, also that same day 12 o'clock noon, we have the community uh, Thanksgiving service for Five Points. It's up to St. Mary's, just right up the hill there. If you want to park here, you can walk up there and, and participate in that at 12 o'clock. So we hope that you will um, be able to participate in that if your schedule permits. For others, though, we want you to know that as you spend this week, that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, that it's good. And uh, Cheryl just pointed to me because I've almost forgot that she needs to say something. Because tonight, oh, you don't, you want me to say it? Okay. Tonight is Jazz Vespers. And I need to make sure I don't forget that. And it is at, at uh, 6 o'clock in Brennan Hall. And you will want to be there because anything you want to say? Of course. You will bless us, right? All right. Good. Well, thank you, Cheryl. And uh, we'll look forward to that. And now would you receive the, the blessing as we prepare to go out. May the love of God the Father, may the grace of Christ our Savior, and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.